Hey y'all, we are so excited to bring you your very first episode of the Joyful Health Show. Today we talk about intuitive health, what it is and does it work? Join us to hear a bit of our own personal experience with this journey, what the science says and how you can start practicing intuitive health by grace today. Welcome to the Joyful Health Show. I'm Aubrey, registered dietitian. And I'm Casey, a personal trainer. And together, we're here to help you discover joyful health by grace. Hi, welcome to the first episode of the Joyful Health Show. Today, Casey and I are excited to answer two of the most common questions we get about joyful health and hopefully lay the foundation for the rest of this show. So Casey, let's start with the first one, which is what do we teach at Joyful Health? Great question, Aubrey. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So here at Joyful Health, we focus on intuitive health practices empowered by grace, which is really just a fancy way of saying that we practice listening to our body cues and the Holy Spirit's leading for our health decisions, which includes how to eat and move our bodies, those regular day-to-day decisions that we are led by. So this isn't just something that we made up ourselves. Everything that we teach is rooted in scripture, backed by research. And so a big part of what we teach is intuitive eating, which is a weight neutral approach to health. So Aubrey, Could you tell us a little bit more about um, what intuitive eating is for those who are new to that and new to the health at every size, weight neutral approach to healthy living um, from a professional's point of view? Sure. Yeah. I know that intuitive eating and health at every size are gaining a lot of traction in um, our culture, but we fully recognize you may be completely new to this stuff. So first, let's start with intuitive eating. Intuitive eating, you may have heard of it. You may have heard, oh, it's just um, eating when hungry, stopping when full. And while that's partially true, that's not the whole truth. So intuitive eating is actually a research-backed framework for eating, and there are 10 principles. And um, one of those principles is honor your hunger, and one of them is stop when full. But there are eight other principles to intuitive eating. And so we really are learning to make peace with all foods. So with intuitive eating, there's unconditional permission to eat all foods. That means no food is good or bad. No food um, should make us feel guilty for eating it or make us feel prideful for eating it. We really do make peace with all foods. We also um, listen to our body's cues. So our hunger, our fullness, our cravings, even those signals that might say, oh, this food doesn't feel very good in my body. Sometimes that happens too. And so we honor those. So we're not just eating whatever we want whenever, but we're listening to what our body says feels best. Um, And intuitive eating is also encompasses eating for physical reasons, primarily over emotional reasons. 
Although um, we encourage enjoying eating, and that's actually another principle of intuitive eating, the satisfaction factor. So that's where our joyful health part of that name comes from is we believe that food was meant to be enjoyed, was meant to be satisfying. That's a big piece of intuitive eating because we find that when people are satisfied by what they eat, they are less likely to um, overeat, they're less likely to binge, and they're more likely to give their bodies what they need. So that's intuitive eating in a tiny nutshell. We are going to go where this whole show is going to probably touch on intuitive eating here and there throughout our many episodes. Um, But in a nutshell, that's what it is. And then health at every size or a weight neutral approach is the concept that our health is more correlated with our behaviors. So um, what we eat, um, whether we move our bodies, how much sleep we get, whether we drink water, our relational connection. These are some of those healthy behaviors. That's more correlated with health than our body weight. So in our culture, you see a lot of emphasis put on losing weight and achieving um, a certain BMI. Um, But what we find in research is actually Regardless of what our body size is, it's these behaviors and regular rhythms of health that um, result in longevity, um, higher quality of life, less risks of disease. And so we believe in emphasizing these things instead of focusing on shrinking our bodies. That is a lot in a big nutshell, but I do want to, I did leave one principle out of intuitive eating for a reason. Um, one of that, those principles is moving for joy. And Casey, I know Casey actually came to the concept of joyful movement, I think before she even discovered intuitive eating. Um, but she can definitely tell us a little bit more about what we teach with joyful movement. Yeah. Yeah. So joyful movement is one of the principles of intuitive eating. But like Aubrey said, I didn't find out about it until after I wrote my book, Move for Joy. And so to me, that's like a really good confirmation from the Lord that I was, (laughs) we were moving in the right direction. Um, And that came to me because when I was reading um, Romans 12, it said that Jesus went to the cross for the joy set before him. And I thought, oh, wow, because I have experienced the joy of movement and the joy of exercise in my own life, but I had the hardest time trying to uh, get have others to have that same experience. And and I realized that, you know, we I, I included was so heavily steeped in the diet culture, focusing on body size and well, if this movement doesn't change my body, then why would I do it? Um, And so I knew that there was a much deeper, much bigger, much more grand plan that the Lord had for moving our bodies. Um, And so it was really funny to to hear about, um, about how joyful movement that phrase in particular was one of the principles of intuitive eating. So we'll kind of share stories in a second, but what joyful movement is, um, essentially it's instead of changing the way that your body looks, you are going to feel, um, the way that your body moves. So the really, if a simple phrase is just feel the difference. So whenever you are moving your body, instead of thinking about how do I look doing this or how is this going to change how my body looks? You're going the your mindset is going to shift into how does this make me feel? Um, and so by doing that, you're going to choose things that are more enjoyable, more meaningful, 
things that overflow from your identity and who you are, which is a much deeper, richer, sustainable form of movement that will change throughout your life with you, with the path that the Lord has you on. And that's beautiful because it, because we are not so tightly held onto it. We're not, um, subscribing, prescribing to this rigid, like fitness plan because joyful movement now is broken out of those chains. And now it's, Oh, well, what is going to be enjoyable for me? Like Aubrey was saying with foods, like what, what sounds good, what's going to be good for my body. Um, and so that's essentially what joyful movement is. It can be it can include planning. So for some people, they um, their life might feel a little bit out of control or all over the place. They don't have a lot of stability. Maybe they're moving or changing jobs or relationships. And so um, movement can be a way to create um, a solid foundation. So you can create a plan and, and that can be with, still within the freedom of joyful movement or like me, I loved, I need to get out of my head sometimes because I'm a big thinker. And so movement for me needs to be, um, still a plan so that I'm taking care of my full of all of my body with all of my muscle groups and skeletal system. But sometimes I like to just have it where I can play around a little bit and have fun with it and not, um, not have trackers and all of those things that I'm constantly trying to keep up with, but something that, that just feels good and, and feels like I can, um, you know, be, be more free and with my day and release some stress. So that's kind of a little bit what joyful movement is. And like Aubrey said, we will be continuing to talk about these principles all through this joyful health show. So we are really excited to share with you more from our guests. Um, and also we have a course too. If you're like, yes, I'm in, I want to know more. We have a 12 week course that we take students through two times a year, um, that we will coach you through all of these step-by-step, um, especially if that jump from having a meal plan, having calorie tracking, if that, um, is kind of how you order your day. And it may sound scary to go to something that's like, do what feels good, do what sounds good. Um, we have both had to make that shift and transition, but we know now that it's something that we can continue with because it, um, it's just the best thing that we found because it can change with our life. So, um, so Aubrey, yeah, what are, what are, how did you come to intuitive eating and why does it quote work for you and why do you still oh, yeah. do it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that's another really big question we get, which is just like, okay, this sounds too good to be true. Does it work? It can't possibly work. Right. We're, we're so wrapped up, um, believing that we have to be counting calories. We have to be like micromanaging our intake and our movement in order to be healthy. Um, that we can't possibly like even under get our brains around how this could be possible or how it could be good for us. Um, well, first I would say to answer the question, does intuitive health work? We have to define what does work mean for you? What, what your health practices, what are they doing? That means they're working for you. Um, I know for me personally, I used to think that work if they were working means I was staying a certain body size. Um, but like we talked about with health at every size, 
that's not always indicative of a healthy life. So for me, health working is um, me having enough energy and focus to give to all the things that are most important in my life, my relationship with God, my children, my husband, um, my calling. Those are the things that are most important. And I need to eat and move and practice different health rhythms that are going to support that. Dieting um, and not even dieting, but just like obsessive clean eating or trying to really manage everything was not that for me. Um, It took up so much mental space and time um, and it usually left me actually depleted, which caused a lot of other issues with my hormones um, and with my mood. And I think a lot of us have probably had a similar experience. We may just not have had the awareness that dieting was part of the problem. Um, that was That's why intuitive health worked for me because it got rid of those things in my life and freed me up to focus on what really mattered. So for me, it was letting go of dieting and it was letting go of strict food rules and it was learning to trust my body and give myself rest. Um, and I really, I really didn't weigh myself like from starting intuitive eating until like the doctor weighed me out of pregnancy appointment. And that was freeing in itself too, not being tied to the scale. Um, But what's kind of interesting about this way of health when it comes to weight is that you can initially gain weight, lose weight, or stay the same. But long-term, what we see is that people find their happy weight or what we call their set point weight, and then they stay there without dieting, without weighing themselves every day, without over-exercising, And that's really freeing because you can just find this place where your body wants to be and it wants to be healthy um, and you don't have to do anything to control that. Um, So that was my experience. It definitely worked in that it gave me freedom. It gave me energy. um, It gave me joy and it also restored some physical health things like getting my period back um, and stabilizing my moods and my fights with my husband. Um, So that's that is my experience and that has been the experience of many of our clients as well. But Casey, I know you have a little different story than me. So why don't you kind of share what intuitive eating working or health working for you was? Yeah. Yeah. So I felt like I had the quote joyful movement piece down because my mom was and still is a fitness instructor and personal trainer. And so that was just a natural part of our life as a family. And I never second guessed it or questioned it. Um, But when it came to healthy habits outside of movement, I found that even the way that I thought about movement was unhealthy. Um, And I would, just like you said, like I, um, I never really thought about like having to lose weight, but I would go on elimination diets to help heal some thyroid um, issues. And then it would have all these lists of good foods and bad foods. And so I started creating a morality around food and what I was eating. And so I'm a highly sensitive person <laughs> when it, um, in the first place. And so I want to do what is right. And that's a very big conviction in my life. And so that the whole like, am I eating the right thing? Am I not eating the right thing? I might, it built up my inner critic, which 
spilled out into my family life. Like you were saying at home with fights with your husband and I was judging my family for what they were eating because I was judging myself for what I was eating. And I felt like I couldn't control my portions because I, I thought I was supposed to have these certain portions according to um, what I had studied in school and because we were fighting the obesity epidemic. And so even though I wasn't trying to lose weight myself, I was like, my mindset was still wrapped around this idea of not gaining weight and having the right portion sizing. And really that was making me crazy. So, um, and that's all I was thinking of. And so, right, like you said, it took up a lot of mental space. And then, um, and then I started, well, it really happened. I can picture this one moment at the table when I was eating like a box of milk duds and like I had a prayer and I was like, Lord, I just, I'm so tired of this. It was, it had been years of this mindset. And I was like, I'm so tired of controlling food. And he was like, and the answer I heard was you don't have to. And so like Aubrey said, like once you can allow the Lord to, um, to lead the way when it comes to your body, because he's already created our bodies to have these natural cues of, of what we like and what we don't like. And that leads to health for us, um, then we, we can be freed up to be self-controlled in the areas that matter more, like the words that come out of our mouth. Um, you know, are they grace filled towards others or not? Or are we, are we receiving the grace of the Lord ourselves? Um, so that was a huge, huge shift for me. And it also, um, it also had to do with my joyful movement practice because, and I wouldn't have called it then that at the time, but I had lots of experience with people around me saying like, oh, I need to work out tomorrow because I ate a lot over the weekend. And so I still had that mindset myself. And so I was like, I cannot um, keep measuring my life by my calories. And so I just was like, I'm whatever I eat, it doesn't matter. I'm not going to connect it to how I move anymore. I'm just going to move the way I want to move and the way that feels good and the way that I need to really stress because that's usually what I need. And so that helps separate it um, for me. And, and yeah, I had a hard time at first with the fear foods is what um, Aubrey calls it and what she leads us through in the Joyful Health course. Um, because, you know, like you, you kind of, you're on a pendulum swing for a little bit. And then, like she said, once you settle down, it, it can take some time. But once you settle, then you feel a lot uh, more clarity and the cravings kind of disappeared, except for when I, you know, when my body needed something, when I needed something <laughs> um, that was beneficial and really helpful for my day at the time. And I'd also, it wasn't attached to guilt too. So, um, and which, and guilt too, and can lead us away from the Lord and can lead us into a place of shame. Um, and so we really have to be careful when we are placing guilt on our, on ourselves when it comes to food and exercise, because is, is this something that really that the Lord has, has deemed sinful or not? Um, if it is, then there is, you know, then there's Jesus. Um, but if it's not, if it's just something that we have read in a book of, oh, I shouldn't eat this certain thing, then maybe that's um, just something that we need to take up with the Lord. And so um, I, it really changed my, my spiritual journey as well. Um, but yeah, so that's, I think that's why we, I, being able to separate the burning calories from eating calories allowed me to, in a sense, become 
closer with the Lord because I was separating myself from the guilt because I, I couldn't do it on my own. <laughs> um, so that's why we are huge on starting with grace. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that something you were talking about that I feel like we should mention is, you know, this is really a, a form of health that is motivated, we believe, by grace and by God's love. And we see most of the health practices and advice out there um, in the world are motivated by fear. Um we, you know, just like fear of something happening to us, possibly happening to us, or, you know, just like we're trying to outrun these uh, things that maybe we've seen other people experience. Um, and that's never, that's a big red flag for us as Christians. Like if our habits are motivated by fear, something to bring to the Lord. Um, and also what Casey ended with about just experiencing overwhelming guilt for something that God has not called a sin, um, but that we've sort of added on to his word, sort of like the Pharisees of Jesus day feel like we've added on all of these, um, food and exercise rules and rules for our bodies. And they maybe seem like good things, but when they are causing us to feel guilty and ashamed and keeping us away from the face of God, um, then they are not ultimately something that's good for us in our walk with the Lord. So that's a big, big piece. And where we are different than just teaching regular intuitive eating is that we really believe this is a space that the Lord is working in and is trying to set his daughters and sons, um, but we speak mostly to women free because we just see so many people um, stalled and stuck in these habits and this shame over their body and over their eating and regret. And it's just like the cycle that the enemy kind of keeps women in um, and it's preventing them from stepping into things that God's called for them. Um, so that's that's a big piece, probably the most important piece of joyful health by grace. And I know you guys might be hearing this and we're going really fast over some big topics that might be completely new to you. And like Casey said, you might be like, okay, whoa, <laughs> am I supposed to just drop all the rules and all the nutrition knowledge and all this stuff that I've spent years learning and then just again, eat whatever, free fall into intuitive eating. Um, no, <laughs> I mean, that could happen. Maybe you've already heard enough or you've already been educated and you're just ready to take that final step right now. But for most people, there's a process and there are sort of guardrails that we set up to begin with to help ourselves, um, help our bodies learn to trust um, us again, because when we've been ignoring our bodies like cries for food um, or for movement or for rest or for whatever it is for so long, it stops sending those signals. Um, and we're also just not aware of that. So I think there is definitely a process. Part of that is going to be listening to this podcast. Um, we're going to be interviewing some health professionals and Christian leaders who have a voice in this space and who have an experience and a personal testimony and also knowledge to help answer some of these really common questions we get about um, a totally new way of relating to our bodies. Um, and then the next step, we would recommend you guys actually go listen to our free masterclass. It's called Stop Dieting and 
and discover the joy in food and fitness. And we'll link that in the show notes, but you can also get that um, at joyfulhealth.co forward slash freebies. Um, And that's going to give a lot of the scientific background to what we're talking about today. Um, And I think for some of you guys who like to nerd out like us, that might convince you even more (laughs) of the um, effectiveness of intuitive health. And then the next thing we're going to do, if you, we really recommend you guys listen to a show or when you learn anything like this, that the Lord's teaching you that you try to apply it immediately. Um, I cannot remember the verse right now, but Paul, Paul said somewhere, you know, if you see anything, um, or have learned anything or hear anything from me, put it into practice. And so that's what we recommend. So some things that you can put into practice today, is just starting to become aware, listening for those body cues. Because we guarantee, even if they've been shut down, they're there somewhere. Um, So Casey, why don't you just tell everybody a little bit about like what those cues are and what they might feel like? Yeah, sure. So I think, especially for me too, having to learn this, and a lot of it too is rebuilding body trust um, because we've been trusting in a lot of external programs and we really, we gravitate towards what we think will give us life. Um, We gravitate towards the joy. And so um, being able to restore that body trust and being able to bring, essentially um, bring your health back home um, to and for, to use a scientific word, a place of homeostasis where you are settled, um, you're regulated. Some of the, it's, it sensitizes your natural cues. So a few of these natural cues, like for example, for hunger, um, if you have been on a rhythm where you're only allowing yourself to eat at certain time periods or were, you know, during certain places, then you might've been shutting down some of those natural cues, but some of the natural cues for hunger, and they can feel different for everyone, which is why, um, we like to list out a bunch of different ones, but, um, it's, you know, dip in energy. Some people get that gnawing feeling in their stomach or like a grumbly tummy. You, you can actually hear your, um, stomach growling. Um, for me, sometimes I'll get headaches even starting to think about food, you know, mental hunger, that is a really good sign that, oh, maybe your body needs some food now. Um, And those are all okay. Those are good. So to be able to listen to our body's cues and restoring body trust, what are we trusting in? Um, Essentially, we're trusting in the God who made our bodies. And while we know that our bodies will be redeemed, we know that he made us good. And so you know, if, if you get a cut, then your body will naturally heal itself or your broken bone, the doctors, all they have to do is set it into place and your bones will grow back together. It's truly a miracle. Our bodies are a miracle. And the same goes with eating and moving. Um, our bodies know what to do. So with moving some of the natural cues for, if you have maybe too little movement in your life, you can feel really lethargic. You can feel shortness of breath in your activities of daily living. So if you are a mom and you carry your kids around and I know I hear from a lot of moms, they just feel like, I just feel weak, you know? And so it's like, okay, great. Like let's, let's work on some, doing some, some strength training, some resistance exercise. Um, or if, you know, if you have hyper focus on your body image, then maybe, you know, doing more movement, being able to get into the space of your body, um, living in your body rather than looking at your body that can really help. Um, or some signs of 
too much movement, maybe you've been doing too much, um, then you can feel um, just like a generalized sense of fatigue. Your heart rate will be a lot quicker in the morning. You'll have increased blood pressure. Your limbs will just feel heavy, like you can't recover. So those are just the few of the natural body cues that we have. And those are signs that something is off. Um, Aubrey had mentioned the word calling earlier, like, you know, how and the space of intuitive eating and exercise and movement gives us more space and energy to fulfill our calling. And so it's like, what, you know, our calling is where, where we're feeling called to. So I, I thought of like, Oh, the, the beach is calling my name or that food is calling my name. And so that is actually something that we can lean into. Like what are, what is that language of our body? What is our body body calling out for? Um, and how can the Lord meet our needs? And like the very simple graces of going for a walk, drinking water, eating food, these things that we overlook, but that we can gladly, um, receive and give thanks for. And then the joy is completed when we are able to give thanks that God gives us all good gifts. Oh yeah. That's funny. You mentioned calling. Cause as soon as I said it, I was like, I feel like we should elaborate on that a little bit. And maybe we could have a whole <laughs> podcast on that. Cause That's I, I know. Too. <laughs> yeah. Like something I've learned and I'll leave it at this. Something I've learned even this year about like your calling as a Christian is that it can be a bunch of different things. Like the word says that God has prepared um, good works for us. So there are many good works that we're called to, um, but we want to be freed up, like Casey said, to follow the Spirit's calling um, any given day at any given time and not be like, oh, wait, sorry, gotta enter my macros into my fitness pal first, cannot go pray for this person or whatever that is. And like, I I say that jokingly, but that is a hundred percent. That was a hundred percent me at one point in life. So, um, yes, but like Casey said, getting to know, just listening for those, um, for those cues, starting to become aware of them is the first step where you're probably not going to honor them 100% of the time. Um, and sometimes that even takes a step of faith in feeding yourself ahead of time before you start to feel those cues regularly. Um, and that's definitely something we talk more about in our course, but getting on a regular rhythm of feeding ourselves, And once we're on that, our body starts to restore that trust and starts to send those signals a little louder. Um, a really easy way that you guys can dive into this um, is to actually go get our Body Blessings Prayer and Intuitive Health Tracking Journal. It's um, on our website at joyfulhealth.co forward slash books or on Amazon. And really, this is just a resource we developed because so many people were needing something like this. So if you're used to tracking your calories on MyFitnessPal um, and you want to go to a more intuitive approach, this is a great way to just track what you're eating, not exact portions, but your hunger level, your fullness level, um, the different needs that arise, the different movements that you're loving or not loving, and then also a way to pour out your um, emotional, spiritual, physical, all of your needs to the Lord and listen for his response. So we've made this journal so that you can integrate um prayer and intuitive health tracking and just get to know your needs a little bit better while you kind of bring them to the Lord. So that's a really great place to start if you guys want to do something with 
um, with journaling. Um, but I think that hopefully this has been enough for you guys to think about for one day. <laughs> hopefully we've at least um, planted a little bit of a seed or got you curious about some of these things and answered a little bit of your questions about joyful health and intuitive health. There will be much more to come. But with every episode, we want to make sure that either Casey or I praise or myself or our guest prays over you at the end. And so Casey is going to pray over you guys. Um, and then we will see you next week. So Casey. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. All right. Let's take a deep breath. God, I thank you that you are here with us. You have always been there. You always will be there. And in your presence, we can find true rest God, I thank you that we no longer have to scramble and strive for what works for us health-wise, but that we can listen and lean in to the good gifts you have already given us in her bodies so that we can have eyes to look up and to see you and to follow you and to <laughs> your great calling and what you have for us. Um, your word from Ephesians 2 says, for by grace... You have been saved through faith, and this is not your own doing. It is the gift of God, not a result of works, so that no one may boast. For we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. God, I thank you that is not um, what we do that makes us holy or good or better or moral or innocent in any way, um, that we just lay all of that before your feet right now, because it is by grace, through faith, you, we are your workmanship. We are created in Christ Jesus for good works. And so I pray that we would receive that in our hearts and our souls. Um, be thankful for the breath we have in our body, because it is all a gift. Um, we don't deserve you. And we are so thankful that you love us no matter what, and that you have created us to be a body. Um, and so I pray that you would just energize us to go out um, and to do the good works that you have created before the, before the creation of earth. Um, so we love you and we pray all of this in your name. Amen. Amen. All right, guys, until next time, may you rest in his grace and follow the joy. If you're enjoying the Joyful Health Show, make sure to subscribe and leave a review so more people can discover joyful health by grace.